Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Our Foreign View, the show where we bring people from around the globe to show their foreign perspectives. Today, I have a very special guest that it took me a while to get in the podcast, but I'm really happy to have him here. Um, he's a Brazilian YouTuber, podcaster, and influencer, photographer, and sometimes I really think he should try the career of life coach because he really does give some good life advices. For real? Yeah, for real. Wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> so today I have here Ian Oliveira. How's it going, Ian? What's up, guys? How are you? I hope everyone that is listening to us are doing good. I'm doing pretty good right now. Yeah. Good, man. Good. I'm really excited to have this conversation with you because when I started this podcast, I wanted to give a different uh, perspective on being a foreigner and at the same time show to the foreigners, you know, that they're not alone at their problems and their opinions and everything. Mm -hmm. So since I started with, with the podcast and I, I did this with Mateos, I wanted to show different things. So when I was watching your videos on your YouTube channel, I saw something that I really could relate to, which was like your struggles with life in general, being an immigrant. Mm -hmm. And I did see a lot of myself in you with the things that you were going through. And a lot of the things that you were going through, you were going through at the same time as I was when it comes to anxiety and depression and just like mental health in general. So I just really wanted to have a talk with you about that while we also, you know, go through your life, you know? Mm -hmm. My first question for you, like off the bat is, do you think a lot of immigrants struggle with anxiety, depression, and just mental health in general? Yeah. So basically, I'm just going to give like a background of my story. I got here when I was 17 and I was living with my, I always say that she's my aunt, but she wasn't related to me. She was just someone that was really close to my family. And I was living with her and she had uh, her kids, which Uh, one of them were actually my cousin because she was engaged. Anyway, it's a really complicated and long story. But yeah, uh, I was living with them. So I met them and like two months later, I was living with them, which was complicated for me because I had no one else. I don't know like how you got here if you have family here. I do. I know that I'm a very privileged to, you know, to have my family here. That's something that I know that I'm privileged. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's easier when you have your your family Definitely. because, you know, it's it's your family, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I just feel like when you go to another country, uh, you're learning a new language, new uh, culture. It's basically like new everything. And it's not easy. Like even for someone that that is an, an adult, basically for me, it was too much stuff at once. Yeah. Uh, when I was in high school, I remember like first week of high school, I had a panic attack. Really? Yeah. So it was that early? Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell at all, dude. Like seriously, I couldn't tell at all that you were <laughs> already struggling. My God, I'm sorry. That's the thing about social media is like, right? It's It's easy to like show just what you want. But basically, yeah, first week of high school, I had a panic attack because... It was just too much. Like I couldn't understand what teachers were teaching. I was struggling to make friends. I actually wasn't struggling to make friends. Everyone was very like welcoming, but it was just different, you know, like it's a different culture. Yeah. It's not the same thing. 
You had to learn everything. Yeah. At once. Yeah. Yeah. And I was also missing my family, my friends, which is also another thing. So I got home from a long day of school and out of like nowhere, I started like shaking and my heart was like pulsing. I couldn't really breathe. I had a, like a, a short breath and I thought I was dying. I know how you feel. Yeah, I was like by myself at home. It was tough. But sometimes you just got to go with the flow, you know, like yeah. there's some stuff that you can't really control. Uh, you can't control how you react to it, to everything that happens. But other than that, like you just got to accept. And for me, like I choose to be there, you know? Yeah. It was something that I wanted to, that the, the reality that I put myself in, it was something that I looked for, you know? It, it wasn't just yeah. because like, my family had to move to to America or something like that. Life is not easy, you know, like sometimes even though you're making your dreams come true, you're like living the dream. It comes with some bad things too, you know, that that's life. Yeah, it's give and take. Yeah, exactly. It's really interesting to hear the story, especially because I really had no idea because even more now I can really relate to you. <laughs> You went through the same stuff? Pretty similar, honestly. Like, I didn't have my first panic attack that early. But like on my first year here, I had a panic attack. I smoked marijuana and I had a really bad trip. And that triggered all of my anxieties. And I thought I was dying too. Mm -hmm. And later on, I understood that it was, you know, building up all this stress and immigration. And just like you, like there are some things that I was privileged. Definitely. Like I already knew how to speak English. I had my family here. But at the same time, I can relate with coming here and having to adapt so quickly. Did you choose to be here? Like, did you want to? Or That's the other thing. I didn't. My family did. I didn't. I, I didn't choose to be here. I'm here. I'm grateful. In the first year, I didn't see as me getting my dreams. Until with a lot of therapy, I realized that I actually am because, you know, years before I did say that I wanted to be studying here mm -hmm. and here I am. But it was a lot to take in and a lot to adapt and I couldn't make friends either. You know, it was just, yeah, I, I just can't like relate a lot. But yeah, like everything you said is pretty much everything I think. And I think it's just like part of the things that we learn to be able to deal with anxiety, depression, and just like mental health in general, there are things that we don't control. Yeah. The understanding of this is really important to anyone who has a mental disorder because it's kind of freeing. You might feel like things are out of control, but when you realize that they are out of control and you shouldn't be stressing about it, it's freeing. You should feel better, you know? Exactly. Like... Like I said, like bad stuff happens all the time. And usually it's more about the way that you see things, you know, like you're at home in the morning making making breakfast and you break a cup and you get like really pissed with it because like you didn't wake, wake up on time and now you just broke a cup and now you're going to work or to study. Yeah, you're starting your day. And now you're like really pissed because of all of that. And now like all of your day, it's kind of like gone because of 
a really small thing that happened, you know, when actually if you took control of your emotions and react to it so badly, you could still have like a, a good day, you know? Yeah, I think it's all a matter of perspective. And exactly. I know that for, for a lot of people who are going to listen to this, they're going to be like, oh, it's easier. It's easy to say. And yeah, it is. It's easy to say. It's not easy to do. It takes a lot of training to be able to do that. I just feel like, just like you said, you, you had a panic attack. You, you deal with that before. So I feel like we have some credibility saying that because it's something that, that we've been through, like been there, done that, you know? Yeah. Like when I think about it, I wanted to ask you, like, do you consider that you had anxiety and depression? Like, do for sure, yeah, anxiety. Like, I still have anxiety a lot. It's not something that not something that goes away. Yeah, but for a while, I've never went to therapy when I felt like I was having depression. I started doing therapy like a year ago, I think, and I was dealing with these problems really before that. But when I felt like I was having depression, yeah, I never dealt with that the way that I should, which is with a professional yeah so i don't really know like i can't really say that i like i was diagnosed with uh depression but i felt like i had it when you had your first panic attack what did you do because i know what i did i didn't i ended up in the er for real for real i thought i was dying <laughs> wow i kind of tried to understand like what was going on because i've heard before about it like how how does it feel and, and all that so like at the first moment i was like yeah i'm dying that's it i don't like i don't know how to do or, or like who to call like you can, you don't really think when it's like happening you know yeah. so the first thing that i did i was like sitting on the floor in, in my kitchen and i was just trying to like control my my breathing you know because yeah it was getting like to a point that i thought i, I was gonna out because I, I like I couldn't breathe you know yeah you were hyperventilating yeah exactly so first thing that I did was that like trying to to breathe calmly and then everything just like starting like chilling and all and you yeah. kind of take control of what's going on at least for me it was like that and then at another point I had a panic attack for for the second time that was uh last year but this time i was with my girlfriend which was easier to deal with because she was like helping me and one of the things that she was always remember me at the moment was like breathe like try to breathe like it's even like talking about it makes me feel nervous yeah exactly <laughs> yeah no i understand i i completely understand i just asked if i dealt with it because i clearly didn't have the self-control that you had with the panic attack. First panic attack, I went to the ER the next day because I even like, I went home, slept, mm -hmm. woke up, I was still stressed and I had another panic attack. Wow. And then I went to the ER. Uh -huh. And then in the ER, I felt like the dumbest person ever because I was like, I'm dying. And then they're like, no, you, you just have like, I was like, oh, my chest is, I have chest pains. And they're like, your heart is fine. You probably just have your muscles are just, you know, tight. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, I feel like, as opposed to you, that was something that helped me because I went to the ER. They did diagnose me with anxiety. 
refer me straight away to a, a therapist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was going to ask that, like, if you looked for, for help after that. Oh, yeah. And it, it took me a while to understand that what I had was actually anxiety. As a matter of fact, it took me another two times going to the ER to understand that I actually had anxiety, mm-hmm. even after being in therapy. Wow. Yeah. What do you mean? Like she didn't like diagnose you with anxiety? Like So she, she diagnosed me with anxiety, but I didn't understand what anxiety was. Oh, okay. I, and I didn't believe that the things that I had, that I was feeling mm-hmm. came from my mind, mm-hmm. came from stress. Because stress is not something that you see. And it's not even something that you feel, like it, people feel it differently. So when you tell me that I'm having heart palpitations because of stress, and then the other day I'm having, I'm not feeling like myself because of stress. And then the other day, you know, each day is a different thing. Mm-hmm. I was like, it can't be, you know? So I went to the ER two other times. Yes, I spent a lot of money in, in medical bills, unfortunately. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's a process. And the, the, the whole reason I wanted to do this episode is because I, I know that there are other people out there that are going through this. Mm-hmm. There are other people who will go through this. There are, especially immigrants, that are going to go through all within. If either that's because you don't have your family, or if it's because you don't know how to speak the language, or if it's because of both and everything else. When did you start going to therapy and why did you seek therapy? So I struggle with mental uh, health problems since like I was a teenager like seeing someone I remember like the first time that I felt like I, I was having depression I was probably 16 15 but at the time I was taking a medicine that it's considered like I don't know how to say that in English it's like it's like it's a category of medicines that you shouldn't be taking unless you really really need it because you can get addicted exactly so that was basically for acne because I had like a lot of acne oh huacuton yeah yeah exactly yeah, yeah. And I think like most of it was probably because of this drug, because I don't know, I just felt weird when I was taking, I took for like a a year and a few months and it was just super weird. Like I would feel super tired to the point that I couldn't be awake for, I don't know, most of the time I was always feeling tired. It was also making me feel like sad. I didn't had any expectations for anything you know like I had a girlfriend and I just wasn't feeling life in general after that I also felt the same way like depression stuff when I was like 17 I would say 18 yeah I just turned like 18 and it was winter like the winter like fucked me up here yeah here That's one of the reasons that I moved to California. I was first living in New Jersey, then I moved to Pennsylvania. And after these two winters, I spent each year in each state. After these two winters, I was like, hell no, I'm done with it. I noticed how bad it was making me, you know, like when I got to winter, I was always like sad and I wouldn't leave my room for anything. I wouldn't want to live like... I would spend most of the day just sleeping, you know, most of it is because of the, the winter vibe, you know, like everyone just do what they got to do and then go home. No one sees each other so frequently and it's really, really cold. So 
all that stuff just like adds up exactly with everything else you know like not being able to make friends the way that you do at home you sought therapy oh yeah exactly i after that i still didn't like seek for help at that moment like i knew that i needed i just didn't like knew where to look for help and like how to do it and how it would be i was kind of like afraid to deal with that like you, you know what i mean were you expecting something like kind of freudian like laying on a couch exactly like being like tell me more tell me more kind of stuff exactly yeah and the first time that i actually went i was like okay i think it's like it's time i should do it i should like look for it was last year i was going through a moment in my life that was like really really bad and that was the moment that was like okay i need help so i went to a brazilian facebook group because this is another thing like i wanted to have a a therapist that was Brazilian, so it's easier to communicate and express myself. Actually, it wasn't me. It was my ex-girlfriend. She went to the to the group and she was looking for a therapist. And she was like, oh, I found this one and she's really good and blah, blah, blah. She had a, a degree in a good college and all. Uh, she also has a master, master degree. In. She was the first one to do it. And then after like three or four sessions, she was like, oh, yeah, she's really good. I think you should try it. And then that was the first time that I had a, a therapy experience. So even when I started doing, I just remind, reminded me that like it wasn't because of me, like it wasn't me that went looking for it, you know? Yeah. I felt like I, I needed, but I never went for it. Yeah. That's why it's important for people who struggle with mental health to seek help with anybody because maybe you don't know how to get counseling and there you go your ex-girlfriend helped you out with that now that i know the story with you i hadn't thought about it i realized how how lucky i was by going to the er and then having them tell me go here go there i don't know about you but i feel like i can't live without therapy now exactly like after you have the experience and you see like how much actually helps you you just can live with it and actually i just feel like everyone should do therapy. I feel the same way. Yeah. Even people that don't struggle with like mental health problems, it's really good to not only know yourself, but also know like how to be more rational, you know, deal with it. Exactly. Don't let emotions take control of your life and react to everything. Yeah. I completely agree. Like I can't live without therapy. Uh, as a matter of fact, I just had a session today and you made me, you know, feel much better. That's good to hear. <laughs> yeah, like like without it, like you just build up everything. And friends and family are great. You know, it's always good to have them. They support you. But there's always things that the professional can help you with. They're, they're there for this, you know. It's like you have headache. Your friends and family can help you by giving you Tylenol or whatever. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that. Yeah, if, if it keeps going, like you have to see somebody. Exactly. It's the same thing. Like if, if you have to go to, to the doctor because of your like body, because of your physical body, why don't you have to go for, for mental, like don't look for mental health, you know? For your mind. Yeah. I also believe that. What were some of the coping mechanisms that you like developed 
things that you develop that help you deal with the stress, anxiety, depression. Uh, it can be things that the therapist suggested or things that you just, you know, found out yourself and it helps you. Like what, what were these things? Uh, one of the things was meditation. It actually helped me like a lot. And I also, I've started basically trying to understand more about how my mind works, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm always trying to become more conscious about my actions, the way I talk, the way I walk. Like, I just try to understand myself, you know. That's something that's been helping me a lot through, like, podcasts. There's a, The podcasts that I listen to are all Brazilian. There is a podcast called Despertar Zen. It's from Monja Cohen. I don't know if you know her. Oh, yeah. It's, she's a Brazilian monk. I know her. Yeah. So, like, this is one of the podcasts that I've been listening to. Basically, I've been just trying to connect with myself more and also, like, more spiritually. And when I say spiritually, it's not, like, religiously, you know. Uh, it's more, like, meditating and all that stuff. I also, when I... I'm feeling bad. I've been surfing a lot, which is a hobby that I just started like That's cool. a month ago. And it's just like awesome. It's basically where I go when I want to be just by myself and in peace. And at the same time, like connecting with nature with something that I really yeah. love. So now it's just more than a sport for me, you know, like it's something that really re-energizes. When I'm feeling bad, I also like respect what I'm feeling, you know, like if I'm sad and like something it's going on, I'm, I just like respect what I'm what I'm feeling at the moment. Don't try to like make it up, you know. Yeah. There's days that like if, if I'm not feeling well, that happened before. Like I just stay like three days in bed or like just do the responsibilities that I go. Of course, like that I gotta do, like go to work or go to college, whatever. But I just feel it, you know, like. If I'm not feeling well, I'm not gonna go to a party. If I'm feeling, if I'm not feeling well, I'm not gonna uh, make a video today or something like that. You know, like I'm just gonna lay in bed and watch a a movie or play video games or sleep. You know, just like I th I feel sometimes you also gotta respect what you feel. You can go to a party if you feel like it. You can do all those things, but if you're only doing it to like try desperately to change your mood. Don't do it because your mood is there for a reason. Exactly. Just feel it because otherwise you're just going to fake it and it's not going to be good. Yeah, I totally agree. I just think you, you got to feel it. And more importantly, you got to understand it. Like why are you feeling like that? Yeah. You got to look for the reason that, that is making you feel like that. And of course, like you, you can't stay in this mood forever. That's why it's important to seek for help and to understand like what, what is making you feel like that. And that's basically it. Like therapy, meditation, more study about self-awareness and all that. Yeah. All these things are basic. How to take care of anxiety and depression. Yeah. Learn more about it. Understand what it's happening. Seek help. Exercise. Exercise is always good. It is. Change your diet to a better diet. Like you are what you eat. Oh, yeah, that is something else. Like uh, what you eat, it's super, super important. That's something that I also started like eating healthier. Yeah, I know for some people, this might sound very 
annoying, like we're trying to do a, you know, a self-help show. But <laughs> really, if you're feeling one of those things, like just understand that you're not alone. And these are the things that you can do to help yourself get out of this mood. You know, these are all things that I did myself. Ian just literally just said everything that he has, he has done it and it helps. And, you know, like, I don't know if you agree with me, but I feel like depression and anxiety are mental disorders that just like show that you're just not being able to experience the moment and experience the present, Mm -hmm. just live in the present. Mm -hmm. Um, At least for me, anxiety was a lot about, you know, my past and then my uncertain future. And, you know, like, do agree with me that like these, these are mental disorders that unfortunately don't let you enjoy the moment. Yeah, definitely. Like when you're experiencing anxiety, for example, it's, it's basically about like you're thinking about something that it's actually not happening right now. You know, like it's either something from the past, mostly for me, it's always like thinking about the future and something that it might happen or I basically create a whole like universe on my mind. Like I kind of get out of reality, you know? Yeah. That's at least how I feel with, with anxiety. And that's the thing, like you got to remind yourself how reality really is and that you're just creating something on on your mind, you know, at least when you're thinking about like, like I said, the future and all. Yeah, I personally feel like mindfulness is really important when it comes to these issues. Like just take a moment and, you know, when when I say that Ian should apply for life coaching is because he really does say some things that are really helpful. Like... If you watch his videos, every other video, he's going to say that, you know, be grateful and be grateful, not in the sense of like, God, thank you for this or thank you for that. That's good. But be grateful. Like, take a moment. You're you're anxious. You're depressed. Take a moment to enjoy the food that you're eating right now. Exactly. Even if it's, you know, rice and beans, a tortilla, whatever that you're eating right now, it might not seem like fancy, you know, clams or lobster. Like, appreciate what you have. Like, just take the moment and experience eating what you have, experiencing listening to what you have, experience being with the people that you have right now. Unfortunately, these mental disorders like really take you out of the moment and the present. So it's really important to fight that and like be present on the moment. Another thing that Ian always says, I think, he, I don't know if you stopped saying that on on your last videos, but he always says, follow your dreams and always making good choices. Yeah, I still say that. <laughs> Yeah, like, it's a real thing. Like, it's not in the sense of think about your future and stress about it. Mm -hmm. It's just by living in the moment, you're going to accomplish bit by bit. Yeah. And you're going to get through it. Like, it's the best way to deal with this. Yeah, it's definitely, like you said, it's definitely harder done than than sad. Definitely, yeah. But it's something that, like, it's all about your perspective, the way that you, you see the world, you know? Like, if you start having... Uh, gratitude. It's not, I'm not saying like, oh my God, I'm going to have to be grateful every single day and I'm going to have to like fake it and be grateful even though like I'm pissed or something like that. Yeah. It's not like my house is on fire. Thank God. No, you don't, like, yeah. <laughs> be grateful for the good things, even if they're small. Exactly. I mean, if you have that mentality, be grateful even for the bad things. And sometimes like bad things happens for a reason. And at least for me, I always try to take good perspectives of what is happening, you know, like it's always a lesson when things go, go badly or it doesn't go the way that you expected. You always learn something new 
So it's always about like the, the mindset, like if something bad happens and you're like, you're not going to be happy about it. Exactly. But, but after you felt like all your, all your emotions and everything, if you start thinking about a positive way, like it's just easier to go with it. Yeah, I totally agree. Again, it's easier said than done. And you really have to make yourself see the positive things, like the positive side on things. It's, it's hard, but you, it is possible. Your house might be on fire, but you don't know what might happen. That might make you more grateful for having a house. Actually, that, that makes me remember about a video that you, that you posted not long ago about your experience last year. Which one of them? Because last year... Man, unless you <laughs> <laughs> the one that you were uh, living in your car for a month. Yeah, yeah. That makes you grateful for a air mattress, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. Like right now, I have this this mattress right here, like, and I'm super grateful for it. I feel like these things make you not think about what's past is past, what's the future. Who knows? Like, you don't even know if you're gonna be alive tomorrow. So, at least for me. It's something that I put in my mind and it really helped me cope with this stress. You know, like just be mindful of the moment. Ian, you talked about meditation. Can you explain how did it help you? Because I tried meditation. It didn't work for me. Like I, I just, I would just go to sleep instantly. <laughs> I mean, like how, how are you doing it? Like are you laying in your bed? Are you sitting? I would sit down and be sitting and put some meditation music and just like pay attention to my breathing because it's, it's just something that reminded me of you know a karate thing that i would do in school i don't know if that's right though like i don't know please teach me i mean there's no i just feel like there's no right way to meditate sometimes you're meditating doing something and you you don't even know like when you're at the gym pushing up and all you gotta pay attention on, on what you're doing so it, it's basically about that, like being like in, in the moment and noticing like what you're doing, what you're feeling and what you're hearing. And if you never meditated and you're listening to this, like try to sit in, of course, in a comfortable position for like five minutes and do nothing for like five minutes. You're, you're going to see that it's actually super hard. Really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, your phone is going to ring. Yeah, do nothing for five minutes. It's really hard. The way that I do is I usually use like a a guided med- meditation. So it's easier. Like there's someone saying like, oh, now like breathe in, breathe out. Do you use one of those apps? I use uh, an app called Calm. They have all types of uh, meditation for everything, like for anxiety, for focus, which is something that I, I really lack of. <laughs> uh, yeah, they have all types of, of meditation for, for everything. And it's usually like people, when you say about meditating, people think about these monks meditating for like an hour. In reality, it's usually like just five, 10 minutes of your day. So like basically paying attention to your breath. And like I said, like Everything that you're feeling at the moment, like how your body is, is reacting, like are you feeling any maybe uh, discomfort, tinglings or something like that, you know? So it's basically it, like just feel it, being the moment and not thinking about anything else other than what is going on like right now, like don't, not thinking about 
what you're going to do at the day or what you're going to eat. It's really hard, but the practice is always like putting yourself into this mood, you know, like when you're meditating, like let's say you're going to meditate for five minutes, like for your 30 seconds, you're thinking about a lot of things and then you, you get into this mood, you stay in it for like, I don't know, like 20 seconds and then you're out of it again. But the thing is, you have to like pay attention to it. Like, oh, like I'm not into this here. Let me, let me focus again. You're not supposed to be zoned out. If you zone out, you should bring back your attention to the moment. Exactly. It's just a practice. Like I started doing like five minutes per day for like a week. And then I started doing like 10 minutes. Now I usually just do 10 minutes. That's enough for me. Like if you do that 10 minutes per day, after like two weeks, you're going to, not even two weeks, like first week I was already noticing how aware I was. I think the way that you explained making exercising as an example is it makes total sense. When you exercise, you're completely on the moment. Like you're not thinking about this or that. Like you're focusing on running, you're focusing on lifting weights. So yeah, like actually in a way, now that you explained this, it makes me feel like I was meditating when I was in the gym because it's something that really helped me in the beginning, exercising a lot, going to the gym every day, no matter what. It's not necessary to do that, but it helped me. And yeah, it was the moment of the day that I was like, just there, you know, just at the moment, focusing on that, nothing else, no distractions, you know, it makes total sense. Um, I don't know if you mentioned this, but I was listening to your podcast and I, I was very impressed with something else that you do. I don't know if that helps you on your anxiety and mental health in general, but you started journaling as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Does that help you on your mental health as well? So basically that wasn't for like my mental health. It was basically for focusing more. Like I said, I have a really problem with focus and I struggled with that a lot. And what was helping me, I think Matthews, he was the one that was actually journaling, like writing about the, his day and how he felt and everything. What I was doing, basically, like every night I would write what I have to, like all the responsibilities that I have for, for the next day, like all my tasks, I would put on a, uh, on a paper and that would just makes it like easier and and more clear, like what I have to do for, for the next day, you know? And what about those, the sentences that you said that you put for yourself, like things that you're grateful and the sentence? Yeah, these, these other things. So basically I was writing uh, every morning, I would write like three things that I'm grateful for. Yeah. Honestly, like it got to a point that I wasn't really feeling anymore, you know, like at the moment it was really good because you kind of like having this grateful feeling, it's, it's really good. But when you do it, like you have to, not just because you're feeling like it kind of turns into a responsibility. You don't really feel anymore. Like, you know, it's, it's not really, really true, but it's good to do that sometimes just to like remind yourself, you know, like to, to practice that, that feeling. Cause sometimes we, we forgot about being being grateful we're just like living our, our lives with the responsibilities and all so it's a good reminder yeah like i i think that you know it didn't work for you but i, I was very intrigued about it because i think that it can help other people did you do it like have you ever tried it i kind of tried it i'm bad at writing things i hate writing things yeah me too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know for other people i i feel like it's something that might really work so you know 
just like try it out. You know, it might help you. It might help you realize the good things. It might help you be in the moment. All the things that we mentioned before. I think you just got to practice awareness, you know, like it's not something like we're talking here about like being grateful and being in the moment, being present and all that. But it's not something that that is just like click on your mind and, and you're like, oh, now I'm going to be like that. You know, it's just you, you got to practice and you got to understand it. A good book that I've been reading, it's called uh, The Power of Now. Yeah, I've listened to to the audiobook. Yeah, it's a pretty good book. It's really good, right? Yeah. You just basically got to understand and look for knowledge, you know, because it's not something that it's just going to gonna flip and you're going to start acting like that. Yeah, no, it's when we say it, I know it sounds annoying. I know, but you really have to do it because it's at the time that we live now, it's really easy to get caught up on the routine and got caught up on everything else. You know, there's millions of things to get your focus off. So yeah, it, it, it is hard. And uh, apart from that book, there's another book that it helped me in another way, which was The Art of Not Giving a Fuck. I've heard about it, but never, never read it. It is a good book. It, like, it's not literally about what we're talking about, but it, it did help me, you know, to also live in the moment, you know, like not care. So like, just to, to wrap it up, I was just doing my research, obviously. And like just looking at all your videos again. Really? You watch it most of most of them or what? Most of your videos, yeah. Like from New Jersey to Philadelphia to California, you know, like <laughs> Wow, I'm surprised. <laughs> That's a lot of <laughs> <laughs> it's enjoyable, seriously. Like I, I was telling you before, um, for people who don't know, Ian got here in America a few months before me. And I was watching him as like since the beginning because I knew I was coming here. And he lived like two states away from me. He lived in New Jersey. I live in DC. So it was really, it really helped me see uh, his life and see that he was going through a lot of things that I was going through. But I just wanted to like get an overview and wanted to know from you, how do you think that anxiety and, and depression and just your, like your whole journey through this, your whole journey through dealing with mental disorder and getting better at dealing with it. How do you think it affected negatively but also positively on your youtube videos yeah in a bad way definitely consistency like i totally lost consistency which is something that you must have when you're making content so there was a time that i think i didn't post anything for like six months which like on internet if you don't post for six months it's like three years like the timing on the internet is it just passed differently. That was definitely the way that impacted me. Yeah, but positively, how do you say that now? Positively. Positively. Yeah, you got it. Struggles of immigrant. <laughs> <laughs> Struggles of an immigrant. Uh, so the way that it impacted me positively, people kind of like related to that, you know, when I was expressing myself and talking about all the struggles that I was having, people were like, okay, yeah, I, I've been there too, or I'm going through this. So it was good for connecting myself more with my, with my community, you know? I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, see? <laughs> yeah, I do. But it was really hard for me to speak out, you know? Because like, no one wants to talk about like the problems that you have on, on internet usually, you know? So yeah, that was something that I that I was like struggling a lot. 
and something that I even talk on therapy, like, oh, I'm going through all that stuff and I don't know like how to explain it or how to say, I don't know if I should be uh, real about that or if like no one really cares. So it was just something that I was looking like my, my therapist, she showed me that it's actually something normal that everyone, not everyone, but a lot of people go through, go through depression and anxiety and, and all that. And I shouldn't feel like ashamed or afraid of like just showing what I, what I was dealing with, you know? Definitely. And that's, you know, that's one of the reasons I really wanted to do this episode. Like I, and I, I knew um, having you here would be really an addition to this topic because yes, people, it's normal. I mean, it's not normal, but it's common. It's not something, you know, you're not going crazy. You're not alone. Like it was really helpful to see your videos and for me, realize that I was not alone because, you know, none of my friends are diagnosed with, you know, a mental disorder. Maybe they are, they just don't speak about it, you know, because it's something that people usually don't want to show like, and hey, look, I have anxiety or hey, I'm, I'm depressed, you know. <laughs> so it's a hard topic to speak about. That's why I think that it is important to show that, you, you know, you're, you're human and, you know. Exactly. It, it brings a lot of empathy. Like I was, I was going through the comment section of the latest video that you, I mean, not latest, the video that you, I think you posted on July yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The one video that you talked about everything. Mm-hmm. And you just see how like people really support, you know, have empathy about it with you. People need to know that they're not alone. You know, I really do think that that definitely affected your, your videos in a really positive way. And, it, you know, it just it enhanced your content. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> like definitely taking time to create, you know, it's normal. I'm speaking like I created a bunch of content. I've only created like five episodes now, but like I understand. Yeah, exactly. Something that we have empathy about. And if if you don't have empathy, like that sucks, but you know, it's just normal. I was just really happy to have you here uh, on this episode. Thanks, man. I'll be honest with you. Since I've seen your videos where you would show more about uh, what you're going through with, you know, the mental health. Mm-hmm. I felt like I really wanted to talk to you about this and having you here in the podcast. It's, you know, I feel like it's good for me, but also good for everybody who's listening. So yeah, like I just really appreciate it. Is there like anything else you wanted to comment uh, on this? Anything else that you want to tell people? I I just want to, I really just want to say thank you for you to like inviting me to have this conversation. I think talking about uh, mental health is really important like right now, it's just something that we should be talking more about it, you know, and you're like doing an episode just about that. I, I think it's it's a really good thing. And like we were we were saying, like, don't be afraid of having all this stuff or don't be ashamed. Like you're not alone on that for for sure. Like if you're going through something like that, just like seek for help, you know, like ask for, for help. Don't be afraid. It's not something. It's not a big deal. Exactly. No, I I totally agree with Ian, the next life coach. He should be. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to be a, I'm not going to be a life coach. but. (laughs) 
guys thank you very much for listening to the episode i hope you enjoyed it learned something from it uh please don't forget to subscribe to the episode on the platform that you're listening to leave a review on apple Podcasts. go check out ian's podcast if you're a portuguese speaker i'm not gonna say brazilian again i said brazilian speaker <laughs> on the third episode did people get mad I get mad at myself because it's like, <laughs> my God, I, I, I'm Brazilian and we don't speak Brazilian. <laughs> so yeah, if you're a Portuguese speaker, go check out Ian's podcast. He co-hosts with Mateus, who's also been here, and Patrick, who's the third co-host. And they talk about everything, their life. Uh, it's really, really enlightening and they just have a you know a good time. So go check it out. It's going to be on the description. The name of their podcast is Fala Memo. And yeah, we'll just catch you guys on the next episode. Thank you.